Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, Julian Campbell here with Business, The Law and You. And we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This one is the best leaders know how to really listen. We're also having a chat with Alira Aitchison from New Hunter Business. Do you want to be your own boss? A new program that's coming out here. But also, right now, we're going to have a chat with Craig McGregor from the Hunter Recruitment Group. Of course, no stranger to us. Good afternoon, Craig. G'day, Julian. How are you today? I'm well, and you've come just come back from a nice holiday trip overseas. I have, but uh, you learn one thing when you're overseas. <laughs> Pretty nice where we are here. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, and, of course, uh, what we're going to talk about today is is a subject we have mentioned before, but it's obviously yeah. having a big impact these days, the impact of social media on recruitment. Particularly, how does it apply to recruiters? Yeah, well, that's what I thought. I thought maybe we could um, let you guys behind the veil of what we do and give you a bit of tips to maybe avoid some of the traps that are out there and and uh, take the positive sides of what social media can do for your recruitment process if you're out there looking for work. So so what does social media do for recruiters? How do they use it? Yeah, it's really changed the game, I suppose. That you know, Back in the dark ages, uh, we would have used the newspaper or print media. Um, now it's quite easy for us to you know, advertise on our own websites, um, send that out to the various social media outlets and have uh, people come to us more frequently. And it just... I suppose it opens up a lot more doors for that passive uh, job seeker for us. So, uh, yeah, uh, so, so obviously uh, the the people can come and find you easily. Does that uh, create a lot more people applying for jobs? Yeah, absolutely. I'm guessing if you were a um, you know an, an employer, a, a regular business, not a recruiter out there, and you decided to use social media to try and uh, source candidates, it's a different world to how you used to do it in the in the old days of just using the paper. So the, the volume of candidates that come through via social media is, is quite large and, and it is hard to sometimes manage and get through um, the volume but also the quality finding the, the right skill sets because um, I was mentioning to you off air before, it's just so easy these days for, you know, if, if um, someone was uh, uh, putting out there an advertisement for a, a radio host and, and I went, oh, maybe Julian would be interested and I can just tag your name in the comments section. Well, you know, how does that impact you as a job seeker? How does that impact your employer seeing that? But also, is that a legitimate approach? Do I need to follow that up? Is that someone I should look at? Um, it's, it's, it's really hard to manage that some stuff from a recruiter's perspective from time to time. And, of course, the big danger is that uh, once something is on social media, particularly Facebook and, and, the, and the other so, uh, social medias, um, very difficult to remove it. Absolutely, and look, um, recruiters are becoming more and more savvy in using uh, social media to find out more about candidates. You know, we, we, our job is to find the right skill sets, but also the, the right culture and value fit for, for our clients. And, and a part of that now, a regular part of that, is having a look at social media profiles. And, and uh, we've had a number of occasions where <clears throat> candidates have been culled through that process because the values that they espouse on social media won't fit with the customers that we're working with. And, and we've had customers approach us and say, look, that candidate that's been put forward, we don't want to see that candidate because of their social media profile. So you really do have to be, it's a very public forum, um, and you really do need to be careful of what you post and what impacts that will make on you know, current or future job searching prospects. 
And off air, we were talking about LinkedIn and how LinkedIn was originally a, a recruiter's a way of finding people for particular jobs tends to now have become a, a professional's Facebook page, but obviously yeah, it it's still used a lot by yeah, absolutely. There, there are organisations out there, large um, national and global organisations that they won't advertise in the job boards anymore. They'll just use seek, uh, sorry, uh, LinkedIn as their um, yeah, personal uh, job-seeking database and they'll go through that to find those uh, appropriate skills and personalities to join their businesses. So, uh, and looking particularly at LinkedIn, you've got that uh, the bit down the bottom where uh, people can tick boxes and say this person's good at, this person's good at, this person's good at. Uh, really, there's no real value in that thing, is there? Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you, uh, Julian. I find that uh, frustrating. You know, I work in recruitment and career transition, and if you go onto my LinkedIn profile, there'd be uh, 100 plus people who've ticked that I'm uh, uh, great at that skill set and would never have even used Next me year. in that area or met me. That's right. So they're just trying to beef up their own profile. So the weight that I put onto those categories in LinkedIn is, is quite negative or, or quite minimal. I do love reading, though, the, the recommendations of yes. people. It's like, almost like today's written reference. No one leaves a, an organisation these days with a written reference, but you can go onto a LinkedIn profile and see a, a digital um, reference from someone who's done a project or has, may have worked with that individual on it. You know, they're putting their digital reputation on the line by saying Julian's great at what he's done. Mm. And so I put a lot of weight on those. And, and one of my recommendations in career transition when I'm talking to candidates is make sure you get go someone. and approach your yeah previous employers or people that you've done work with and get some beef up your LinkedIn profile because it helps with the algorithm of you being found as well. But it also helps with um, you know beefing up the the, the uh, information that a recruiter can find out about you. Is that the case that a lot of uh, people don't leave with written references anymore? Yeah, it's, it, those days are, are pretty much gone. It's, um, yeah, pretty, pretty non-existent. I can't remember the last time I had someone come into my office with a here's a written reference from my previous employer. Um, you know, most of that's done by a phone these days. But LinkedIn is becoming more and more prevalent. So. Yeah. Look, one other tip that I'll share with you while we're on LinkedIn yeah. is if you are looking for work, one of the how the algorithm works, um, if, if you know if Craig is, is searching for a, an accountant um, and I start to look in through the back end of LinkedIn for an accountant, it does look at that search, your um, the, the description of yourself um, as one of the key areas. And a lot of people, when they're looking for work, they'll put looking for career opportunities. Well, I'm never going to search for looking for or career or that. I'll look for accountant. So you need to make sure that you state in that that you are a professional accountant or an account commercial accountant or whatever that is. So if you go to my profile, it says employment and recruitment career transition specialist because that's how I want to be found. So mm. a little tip for people if they are looking for work, how to use their LinkedIn profile a little bit more effectively. And, of course, the other point that you mentioned off air was uh, the fact that uh, if you're going to go to a particular organisation, look those people up on LinkedIn and they can see that you've actually looked at their profile. Yeah, I just think it just that adds more more weight. Like that's what LinkedIn's for, you know. And if you look at other social medias like Facebook and stuff, if if I was looking at um, Julian's photos and comments, you probably you don't know that I'm doing that. Whereas LinkedIn, um, it'll say Julian's looked at Craig's profile in the last seven days. And if I had you lined up for an interview, I'd be going, you know what, Julian's keen for this role. He's he's looked up me. He wants to know what my um, values are and my career history. He wants to learn about my organisation. Just adding more weight to why Julian's going to be the best candidate because all those things add up when you're competing for a role. Well, you've sold me on the online here. <laughs> um, putting your other hat on, yeah, uh, President sure. of the Maitland Chamber, you've got a meeting on next Thursday? We do, breakfast on 
on the 18th, and um, look, we've had a, a great start to the year. The numbers of people coming through, Maitland's really, I think, going through a bit of a, a growth period, and that's reflective of how many people come to our breakfasts. And uh, quite excited, we've got uh, someone from the Armed Forces. We've got Platoon Sergeant Brendan Reid uh, from the Army coming to talk to us about leadership in the mm. Army and how we can use those skills in our businesses. And I think there's a lot, there'll be uh, uh, hopefully a lot of transferable uh, information there, but it's going to be really interesting to get mm. insight from uh, a different organisation to our normal day-to-day businesses. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, as an ex-squadron leader in the Air Force, I know that the leadership skills certainly translate to business. So yeah, well, you're be a very great exciting. example. Well, thank you very much for your time again, Craig. We'll uh, have a chat with you another time. Cheers. Have a great day, Julian. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Craig McGregor there from the Hunter Recruitment Group. Yeah, the impact that social media is having on recruitment. We're going to pop over to New Hunter Business and find out about a new program. Good afternoon, Alira. Good afternoon, Julian. So uh, Exploring Being My Own Boss is a, a new program coming about. It is. It's a brand new program and it's been designed to give participants an idea of what entrepreneurship and self-employment is all about. So uh, it, it obviously differs from the new Enterprise Incentive Scheme that we've talked about before. It does. So exploring being my own boss, it's more of a stepping stone into Nice or into operating your own business. So who, who could come along to this program? So to be eligible for the exploring being my own boss, you must be not in employment educational training, you must be 18 years of age, and you must be eligible to work within Australia. And uh, the program, what does it consist of? So the program or workshop um, is delivered over two weeks and it has 10 very inspiring topic areas that is delivered um, pretty much one topic per day. Mm -hmm. And those are? Yes. So the first one is Buckle Up, Learning to Think About Entrepreneur. Idea validation, um, so mitigating the risk of failure in your business. Brand and design, so making your business and you look good. Going digital, so getting your business online. Sell, 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 so how to acquire customers forever. Nuts and bolts, which is a practical planning and requirements for starting a new business. Dollars and cents, so managing numbers in your business, some financial aspects there. Some pitching, which is... Um, crafting your elevator speech, very much like you've probably seen on programs like Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, connecting to ecosystems, which is exploring the world of opportunities in your local um, business area and the new work order, so the changing face of work and how it affects business. Now, we need to, of course, emphasise that this is a, a, f- a free, work- free set of workshops uh, sp- uh, sponsored by the government. Um, so there's no costs involved. Uh, do I have to have a business idea to do it? No, you don't. So that is one of the big differences between the Exploring Being My Own Boss and the NICE program is you do not actually have to have a business idea to be eligible to attend these workshops. Just if you have an idea of wanting to go into business yourself. So you can actually explore the concepts before you actually take the risk. And of course, I've got first-hand knowledge because I've been involved in some of the development of the program and I know that it's one where we're going to actually sit down and really explore 
um, the opportunities out there for building a business and, and then how to go about it. So, uh, um, so as you said, we don't have to have a business idea. We can come along and just find out, is business for me? That's right. It's just to give those participants a little bit of a taste about what entrepreneurship and self-employment is all about. So have we got some programs coming up? We do. So we have our first um, Explore and Be My Own Bus workshop kicking off in Newcastle. That starts on the 22nd of May. And then a follow-up workshop at Curry Curry on the 5th of June. So we are taking applications for those workshops now. So how can I uh, apply? Yes, so you can either contact New Hunter Business directly. Our number is 1-800-815-705. You can speak to your Job Active consultant or you can visit our website, which is, which is newhunterbusiness.org. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for your time, Elira. Um, it certainly sounds like an exciting program. Yes, we're very excited to be delivering this program. It's going to be a very, very good thing for the Hunter region. Thank you. We'll have a talk another time. Thank you, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Alia Aitchison there from New Hunter Business. Yes, an exciting new program, a little bit different from the new Enterprise Incentive Scheme that we've talked about before. So uh, if you are not employed at the moment and not involved in any training, you would be eligible to come along this program and find out, is being my own boss what I want to do? We'll have a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. The first one, As we mentioned earlier, the best leaders know how to really listen. In a world of instantaneous global connection, one of the most authentic modes of communication still is just listening to someone. But listening can be a challenging skill to master. How can you build your ability? Start by creating space in your day. Block off time in your calendar to reflect on a recent conversation and to prepare for the next one. When a colleague or employee asks for advice, make sure you understand the situation. Before answering, ask a question. Clarify what they really need and give people your full attention. Look them in the eye. Put down your phone and close your laptop. Leaders who make time for uninterrupted face-to-face conversation find that it's one of the best management tools. And certainly it is a skill that is sometimes very challenging to master, really becoming a good listener, very, very important. And another one that we often face, decline a meeting invitation without burning your bridges. There it is in your inbox, an invite to a meeting you really don't want to attend. Maybe it's shoehorned into one of the few remaining open spaces in your calendar. Or maybe it's for time that's already booked and now you're left to decide whom to turn down. How do you decline an invite without burning bridges? Well, here's some three suggestions. Ask yourself, firstly, can I recommend someone else? Invest some effort in finding the right person to attend the meeting so you don't appear to be shrinking the responsibility. Secondly, can I contribute in advance? Take a few minutes to pull together some notes and brief the chair or a suitable participant ahead of time. And thirdly, can I attend for part of the meeting? If one or more agenda items don't apply to you, ask if you can attend only the parts of the meeting that do. So some interesting points there because I know we all face and there's so many meetings that we do have to go to. And we've got time for one more. So when networking, be yourself. 
it seems like the right approach to networking. Figure out what the person you're connecting with wants to hear and then work to impress them. But tactics like self-promotion can backfire. Research shows there are two reasons why. Firstly, trying to anticipate what will impress the other person both increases your anxiety and makes you feel inauthentic. So don't adjust your behaviour to cater the other person's preference. Instead, focus on aspects of yourself that you want to highlight. Talk about topics that interest you. Ask questions that you are genuinely curious to know the answers to. Don't worry about projecting a particular image. Feeling at ease goes a long way towards leaving a good impression. So some very interesting little comments there from the Harvard Business Review. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at the big impact of social media on recruitment with Craig McGregor. Also, that interesting new program, Exploring Being My Own Boss through New Hunter Business uh, for people who are not in employment uh, or education or training and who are thinking now would working for myself be a good idea. It is particularly focused on 18 to 24-year-olds too, by the way. Uh, So if you're interested, you can contact New Hunter Business on 1800 815 705 or visit their website, newhunterbusiness.org. And it is, of course, a funded program by the government. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to have an exciting program because we're going to be talking about describing that great idea with Jennifer Holland from Throatscope and we've mentioned her many times as being a local award-winning innovator and entrepreneur. Also Christina will be back with us with her Minute on Innovation and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business the law and you at the same time next week. Until then have an exciting and prosperous week And as Thomas Jefferson once said, I find that the harder I work, the more luck I seem to have. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.